Our second message this afternoon is from Mr. David Hope. It is entitled, Are You Excited Yet? David. Good afternoon, everyone. Are you excited yet? Well, if you're not excited after Sean's message, you know, uh, you need to start preparing. That's, that's really good. We, you know, we, we do get caught unawares a lot of times. And uh, you know, a lot of times, just for the sake of the, those that may be watching, you know, we have a camera back here and uh, we were a little skimpy in here at first, but you know, we filled up a little bit. But, uh, like our pastor, Mr. Andrews, was telling me earlier, said, you know, we're not really speaking just to us in here. You know, we're, he said sometimes, I think Steve said that sometimes there are 200 people tuned in on the Internet. Did I hear you right on that, Steve? Sometimes even up to 200 people watching. So if, if you, if, and I used to apologize. Well, well, you guys have heard this before dozens of times and all that, you know, just bear with it. I'm going to quit apologizing because there's a lot of people out here that possibly hasn't, has not heard what, what a lot of us are saying. So anyway, uh, we welcome everyone viewing in and people that may see this on the Internet later on because we do have the archives. I'm going to put a plug in there for you. You can go back several years and key in according to title, according to speaker. If you like certain speakers, you can key into their messages, uh, date and times. Uh, so there's a lot of ways that we can get that, and I think we're very progressive in what we're doing. Our men are doing a great job of post, uh, posting those and doing that. We have a good uh, recording system. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited, uh, you know, for the opportunity to do this a lot of times. And uh, it's not quite like an Amway convention yet. Maybe, you know, in a few weeks, you know, we'll be up here. We'll be so excited to go to the Feast of Tabernacles. And, and uh, I really started getting in the mood for it just probably this week. Uh, not that I haven't been, but, you know, it, it, sometimes there's a point that it really hits you. This is close, you know, certain key things that come up. And um, several years ago, Mr. Gregory told all of us speakers, us men, you know, we have, what, 10, 12, 13 speakers here that, that can share the pulpit. And he encouraged us years ago. He said, you know, you really need to speak on what's on your heart or what, what you feel good about, you know, at the time. He says a lot of times you come across uh, more convincingly, more sincerely, sincerely. And uh, so a lot of times we try to do that. And we try, and you've heard us mention sometimes, we try to speak on subject and working on it, working on it, and just not going, just not going. But then all of a sudden something lights up, and then, wow, well, this goes really good. Just junk this other thing, not junk it, but put it on the table for some other time. And uh, I've done that a lot of times, and I've speaking with a lot of the other men in here do too. So... Uh, um, I have, like some of our other men, uh, a number of subjects, you know, that I'd like to talk about, a lot of them, and I've written uh, down certain things, like, hey, boy, that sounds good, you know, you hear somebody say something or read an article or something and maybe make a little note, well, that'd make a good message, and sometimes they come to fruition, sometimes they don't, sometimes they take a year or so before those things happen, 
And uh, anyway, but I, I have uh, about 10 things, and that's not the only thing, uh, 10 things that I, you know, if, if the spirit, I guess, would move me a certain way, I'd probably, you know, work on a message and do but I'm just not in the mood for some of those right now. I have nobody has said, hey, David, I want to hear about such and such, you know. And, uh, but I, I'm going to give you about 10 things that I'm not going to tell you about today. I'm not going to talk about, although they may come in. And if for some reason someone wants to hear some of these things, you know, hear from me or hear from someone else or have a topic, we have a, a box over there, a suggestion box for people that would like to hear a certain subject or a certain doctrine explained, expound. So, uh, you know, you can talk to either, you know, any of us individually or you can uh, drop it in there and let it come up randomly and let, let the men or maybe even Steve or Lawrence uh, assign somebody to speak about it. And that's happened before. The one, one subject I have, i got to slow down a little bit. I'm hyperventilating. And it may come up sometime. Do you know if the Bible is the inspired word of God? And can you prove it? You know, there will come a time that we will need to know that. That's a subject sometime. Can you prove that our universe is a result of intelligent design? You know, it may sound simple, but why? You know, it might be important to you. Symptoms of a dying church. You know, what happens in you know, so many churches that go by the wayside. You know, Satan hates you. Satan hates God. Satan hates God's plan. Another subject, grudges and forgiveness. And we've heard some of these things, variations of them, and there are a lot of them still to come on the same thing. Here's another one. Reasons why the end time could not happen before our time, before our age. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible, but there are certain key things that the end time would not have happened probably 75 or 80 years ago for certain, certain, certain reasons. I won't go into that. That's a message. Um, the Ten Restrictions. You know, a lot of people call the Ten Commandments the Ten Restrictions. You know, it keeps me, it restricts me from doing all the things that I want to do to, to really mess up somebody else's life. You know, there, there are Ten Restrictions. Another one. How's that working for you? Have you ever heard that before? You know, Dr. Phil, you know, you, you, most, a lot of you have heard Dr. Phil. That's something that he says quite often, you know, people do the same old stupid dumb things all the time like I do, like some of us do. He says, how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, you've done it all these years and you still go right ahead and bang your head against the wall. How's that working for you? Sometime I'll do a message on that. Overcome evil with good. Overcome negative thoughts with positive Thankfulness and gratitude. And some of these, a lot of these we've heard already, and, and you can never get too much of a lot of these. But a few days ago, and just give you kind of a reason where I'm going where I am today. Uh, a few days ago this week, I, uh, my son came by the house. He was on lunch break, and, and he stopped by the house, and, and uh, we were out on my patio, drink a cup of coffee and talking, you know, this nice fall weather that we normally have when it comes feast time. In Oklahoma, you know, we're, we're looking at this time, you know, around 100 plus degrees. And we're always waiting, oh, 
maybe the end of August, first or second week of September, a cool front's going to come through and cool us down below 100. You know, well, we've been very fortunate here, but this week there was uh, a few days it was really, really great. You know, you just felt like the Feast of Tabernacles, and that really got me in the mood. And and uh, my son, since he had uh, kept a number of Feast of Tabernacles over the years and very familiar with it, and uh, we were talking about uh, the feast and and uh, um, talking about the world tomorrow. You know, which the Feast of Tabernacles basically represents a part of the world tomorrow and the future to come. And that baptized Christians, you know, we baptized Christians will be on the ground floor. This is one thing that we don't talk about a lot of times, but, you know, we're going to be on the ground floor of the kingdom of God. We're going to be the leaders. We're going to be princes and priests and, and leaders and, and governors and, and uh, over cities and mayors and all that. You know, it's such a wonderful thing, and this time of year really reminds us of those things. And one of the things that I think helps us in the, uh, the churches of God that, that understand and believe in the holy days, it really helps us to clarify in our mind about God's plan. You know, from, from the spring holy days, from uh, uh, the Passover and Days of Unleavened Bread to the Day of Pentecost, uh, in the fall, you have the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of, uh, of Atonement, and the f- seven days of Feast of Tabernacles, and and uh, last great day. We understand, and it would take a long time to go into all of that now, so I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot for the people that already know, and the people that don't understand, don't believe. You know, write in, call in, or do something to, to get more information. We've got booklets on it, and we have uh, people that can answer that. But, you know, it's a wonderful time. We are going to be in on the ground floor. And, and one of the messages I thought about giving that I probably still will sometime, and, and, and I just had, had it kind of captioned. It don't necessarily mean that's what the title is going to be, but none of my business. You know, what goes on in the world, the horrible, horrible things that go on, the immorality, the lifestyle, the degrading of the, our country. And that some people would say, that's none of your business. Big deal. What can you do about it? What can you do about some other body, someone else's lifestyle? And maybe it's none of my business. But anyway, that's, that's another one. That, that was one I was kind of strong on, but I'm, I'm looking forward to sometime doing that. But we understand why God's way is good and why it's best. You know, like I said a while ago, Satan hates God's plan, and and my message is not about Satan hating that. But I do want to turn to uh, uh, Revelation, the 20th chapter. And I'll make a comment, too, for those that are seeing this right now, uh, you know, on the Internet, or seeing it later, and, and they'll see us up here, whether it's a song leader or one of us up here, and we're looking at the back wall, you know, you think, what's this guy, is he in a trance or something, you know? Uh, you know, they're really not. It, you, you know, we have a, a screen behind us, have a projector up there, but we also have one reverse of that that goes on the back wall. So, you know, and I've viewed that sometimes, you know, my wife and I have been on vacation and we wanted to catch up on some of the messages that were happening back here that we missed, and sometimes I'd see the guy, and I know what they're doing, but, you know, 
they're reading that, and if I wasn't somebody, I think, well, what, what's going on? You know, they're not looking at the audience, they're looking up here. So anyway, so if you catch me doing that, you know uh, that maybe I lost a place in the Bible or something, and, and, and sometimes we, we uh, depend on that, and we don't always write out our notes, or we don't always turn to everything. So there are a lot of reasons, but anyway, we, we have that on the wall. And Revelation uh, 20th chapter, right at the end of the Bible, and I'm looking to see if they have it up there right. And it corresponds, they're, they're both the same. I think sometimes they'll vary a little. I'm not sure what the deal is. I'm kind of a slow learner, and it takes me a while to get everything figured out. But Revelation uh, 20th chapter, and I'm going to read from about 1 through 6. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. No, it's not bondage. Not, you know, MS. No. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. So Satan going to be put in prison for a period of time. After that, he must be loosed a little season. And there's a total, total sermon about a lot of this too. I'm not going, I'm just covering the, um, the, the surface of it today in verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given to them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. And I hope we're not, you know, beheaded, but could be. Beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. And we know people, maybe not personally, but we're aware of people that are killed all the time because of their belief. You know, the belief in, in, in Jesus and in God and... And, um, you know, it's happening all over the world. It's even happening here in our country more. And uh, anyway, the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or their, ha- or their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. You know, we're going to have... And we were talking about that the other day. We're going to have a, a thousand year head start on the rest of the world. You know, when, uh, not at the beginning of the millennium, but when, when a thousand years fulfilled, and I'm just paraphrasing now, but when the great white throne judgment at the end of that, when all the millions and billions of people that have ever lived that didn't know Christ, that, you know, the preacher didn't get there in time for them to say Jesus and all that. You know, all of these people are going to be coming up. They're going, there's going to be billions of them. And, uh, but anyway, what I'm saying, we're going to have a thousand years benefit on them. And a lot of the people that we know, you know, that uh, were good people, but they weren't, uh, in, in our opinion, you know, the, as the world called it saved, you know, they didn't do all this, but, you know, they, they uh, and a lot of them think, well, they're going to go to hell and burn forever. Well, we know different. We know that, and we know uh, what the fate of it is, that they're going to get an opportunity to do that. But in the meantime, if they were good friends of ours or close to us, they're going to come up during that time, and we're going to have a thousand years over them, and we're going to, to be able to teach them and, and work with them and show them the right way. And, of course, with Satan out of the picture, they're going to be very, very 
compatible. They're going to be very willing, I think, to to serve God. And we know, of course, Satan gets loose later on and and does a little damage. But uh, for the most part, I think most people are going to uh, uh, go along with it. And uh, even the verse I just read, uh, we can make a message out of that too about the mark of the beast and the forehead and the hand and all that. And if I had more time, which I don't, <laughs> I, I would I'd go into that and maybe some other men will do that. And I know a lot of you guys know that, but there are a lot of people that don't know that and don't understand. I've even had people to laugh at me when I told them, you know, some of these other go-hung Christians, you know, that they even laughed at me. <laughs> That's stupid. You know, well, we didn't get in, didn't have a chance to really get into dialogue and the scripture and all that, you know, and I'd love to do that sometime with these people in a calm, uh, collective way and not in an argumentative way, but, you know, with an open mind on both sides. So anyway, that, those are messages, too, that we can get sometime. But verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now, a lot of people don't even realize there's more than one resurrection. They just think they're all resurrected in the, uh, if, if God resurrects them, if they don't go directly to heaven or hell, you know. But some of them think, well, there is, a, there is a resurrection, and some of them will go to heaven and hell. But anyway, but this is the first resurrection, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection, on such the second death has no power, that they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And, of course, we, there, there's a lot unsaid, and I gave a message here some time back uh, about a need-to-know basis only. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, after the millennium and at the hundred year period and what goes on for millions and billions of years we don't know that we we it's not wrong to speculate but you know we're going to have eternity after that you know but but we're concerned right now with with what the feast represents you know this thousand years this is our main objective coming up but we know that we have millions and millions and millions of years if you want to count it that way and, and, and if we're unhappy with what we did in this life, you know, I'd like to play a guitar, you know, I'd like to do some other things, I'd like to take voice lessons. Well, there are a lot of things I've, I'll have a whole lot of time to do that with. So, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, since we're on that subject, I, I've got a scripture that I'd like for us to read over in Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, and, and uh, it's... Uh, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's uh, pretty popular with uh, a lot of the soul timers, Ezekiel 37. And, and we used to have flashcards. Lawrence had a big stack of them. We had some. Lawrence Gregory had, seemed like hundreds and thousands of these little flashcards of certain things, certain scriptures. And, and uh, we had some, you know, where, where's the flood chapter, you know? And one of our kids would say, well, that's, uh, hey, what is it? <laughs> uh, Genesis 7, is that what it is? The kids probably know. I've lost some of them. You know, where's the resurrection chapter, you know? Well, the New Testament or Old Testament, you know? Uh, you know, where's this and where's that? Well, what's Ezekiel 37? Well, that's the Valley of Dry Bones, you know? The kids all know those things. And, and a lot of us used to play games with our kids, you know, with, the, with the, the memory verses and things of that nature. But Ezekiel 37, and I'm going to read from... Uh, Verse 1 to about verse 14. 
The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold, others were, uh, behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. So the old, old, old bones. <laughs> and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And, and I answered, and, uh, O Lord God, you know. You know, you kind of tricked me, God. You know, you know what it is. But anyway, again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter unto you, and you shall live, and I will say or I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, oh, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there, wrote, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And a lot of us have heard the old song, the old spiritual song, uh, Dry Bones. And if I could sing, if, if uh, one of our song leaders were up here, you know, they could kind of get into it. And, but I'd run everybody off. I started singing it. But anyway, but these bones, the hip bone connected to the thigh bone. And, oh, well, don't get me. I'll be getting Pentecostal here in a minute. Anyway, I, that gets me excited. Anyway, these bones, they come together. What verse was I in? I'm, I'm going on to verse 8. See, that's a good thing about having a thing. I lose track sometimes when I get excited. I want that kingdom to get here in a hurry, you know. Um, yeah, bone to bone. Verse 8. And, I, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above and there was no breath in them. So what's good all the bones and skin? They don't have breath. Okay, so God knew that. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say unto the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great many, a lot, I mean, great army, I'm sorry, exceeding great army, a lot of people came up in that valley of dry bones that had the, uh, uh, the skin that came back to life. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So that's just part of the people of the world. That's just part of the people. These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. And that's what they thought when they died. You know, this is over with. You know, some of them died in battle and they thought this is it. You know, this is all my life is. Wow, terrible. We are cut off for our part. Verse 12, therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves. And boy, what a great day this will be. And cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. I, let me see how far I'm supposed to go. Uh, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people, 
and brought you up out of your graves. I've just got to catch myself here a little bit. I've got one more verse. And you, sh- and you shall put my... Sh- no. And... You know, I brought you up out of your graves. And shall put my spirit in you. God's spirit. And you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. Thus saith the Lord... So what a day that will be for many, many, many people that thought it was all over with. Uh, we'll go over now to the um, uh, New Testament, and I'd like to go to uh, Matthew 19th chapter. Matthew 19th chapter, and I've got from uh, 19 through, no, I'm sorry, 23 through 30 at first, 19th chapter, Matthew, 19, 23. And we always have, usually when we break in the subject, you know, you have, you, rather than read the whole thing and bore you and everything, we have to break in somewhere. So, but here's a, a paragraph starting here, uh, verse 23. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. God can inspire. God can open people's mind. God can trigger a thought, a desire. Then Peter, no, then answered Peter and said unto to him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed you. What shall we have therefore? You know, you're saying, hey, Jesus, you know, we've done this. We've, we've walked away from our businesses. We've done this. We've lost our jobs or whatever. What's in it for us? You know, what good is this doing us? You know, what's in it for us? In verse 28, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that you which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you shall also sit upon the twelve thrones thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And we'll be working, we have other scriptures showing that we'll be even with them, we'll be ruling and, and having rulership. And everyone that has forsaken houses, and a lot of you have forsaken houses, had foreclosed because you lost your jobs, you've been cursed and beat upon and everything else for, for what we have done, what you have done. You know, some of you have even gone to prison. Um, Anyway, everyone that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands, for my sake, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. 
and I'm going to continue on. I'm going in now to, and it's kind of unfortunate that there's a chapter break here because the story continues right through this, and and we'll just pretend that there's not a chapter break here. And uh, I'm going to read the last verse of uh, chapter 19 and then go continue on into Matthew 20. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Verse 20, verse 1, or chapter 20, verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man that is a householder, which when he, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. You know, he's a businessman he, he, or, or farmer or whatever. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny, and that's a certain amount of money, and, and uh, I'm not going to go into that right now, and... and he sent them into his field. You know, we go out and get day laborers or whatever. I've done. I've hired somebody like that. Not often, but I have hired day laborers and and uh, you know for a certain amount of money. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. You know, he needed some more help. You know, there's more more stuff to be gathered. So he went out into the marketplace and hired others, and said unto them, Go you also into the vineyard, and Whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. And again, he went out about the sixth hour, sixth and ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle, and said unto them, Why stand you here all day idle? And they said unto him, Because no man has hired us. He said unto them, Go you also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto the steward, Call the laborers and give to them their hire, beginning from the last to the, to the first. So he started with the ones that only put in just a little bit of time. And you can look at this as if uh, some people look at it as people that have been in the church for a long time. They've worked hard. They've they've been diligent. You know, they've they've lost a number of jobs. They've done this. They've given up wives. They've given up other things, and then to have some Johnny come lately come in at the last moment and and get in under the bell. You know, and they don't have to suffer very long. Maybe for a little bit of time, but they don't have to work when it's really hard and really struggle. And uh, it seems that sometimes people are jealous because of those. We've done this all of our life, and now these people can come in and get the same reward as us. You know, there's, there's some of them sometimes are jealous. Uh, and when they came, and when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. So he received the same thing. But when the first came, you know, they, they started in the descending order, you know, instead of one through ten or twelve, they started backwards and going, you know, all the way up to the number one man and went in at six o'clock in the morning. But when the first came, when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. Oh, well, he's really good. He gave these guys a, a, a big bunch of money right here for only working an hour. How much were we going to get? We're going to get a lot of money for that. But anyway, they supposed that they would uh, receive more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, The last 
have worked but one hour, and you have made them equal to us, which have borne the burden of the heat of the day. You know, a lot of times, uh, you, you know, it's not related to that, but a lot of times we'll, uh, farmers will work really early in the morning and, and take off during the heat of the day and then go in. Well, they worked all during the hot of the day. Uh, they worked all day long. But he answered, and he answered one of them and said, Friend, and Jesus did call his servants friends or his, the other people friends. He did say, Friend, do I you, I do you no wrong. Did you agree with me for a penny? Didn't you agree to come in the first part of the day for, you know, $20 an hour or whatever it is we're paying? Take that as yours and go your way. I will give unto the, to this last even as unto you. You know, if I want to pay this guy $20 or, or, you know, $50 for the whole day, that's what we agreed to. If I want to pay him that, it's, you know, I can do that. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is your eye evil because I am good? Are we jealous because somebody can slip in under the wire at the last minute and, and have a part of the kingdom of God like us and, and not have suffered for 20, 30, 40, 50 years? They come in for, you know, and, and uh, a year or so, maybe they die or something in a car wreck, but they've only had a, a year in, in, in the churches and being baptized. And, and, and are we going to be angry because they get some of the same reward that we do? So the last because I am good, so the last shall be first, and the first last, for many are called, but few are chosen, and how many times we heard that, you know, that God's not out here on a bandwagon calling every single person, and, and if God is in the battle with Satan to save all these souls, and, and if, if he doesn't succeed now, you know, people don't answer now, uh, I would think God's probably losing the battle, wouldn't you think? I mean, when we look and see how the earth is going, that we know better. We know God's not in a, a battle with Satan to, to see how many numbers he can get at this time. We know God will not do that. Um, I'm going to go down to... Um, uh, let see, I'm going to turn back since I'm pretty close to Matthew 11th chapter. Uh, I'll turn back a few pages to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, and he's got scripture up there, good. Verse 25, starting in verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them unto babes. And then just another side point too, if someone thinks that uh, you've got to call God by a certain name, you know, Jesus, Jesus called him Father, you know. Jesus, here's what Jesus did. And there are a number of places, you know, when, when Jesus prayed and, and on his own and he didn't get out here on some funny names or anything else. He says, Father. You know, and I'll, and I'll read that again. O oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes, you know, people like us, a bunch of us dummies. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in your sight. 
All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father. Neither knows, the, knows any man the Father save the Son, and him whosoever the Son will reveal. So he's going to reveal whom he wants to. Verse 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Are we heavy laden? Sometimes we're very heavy laden. Reading the prayer request and the things that are happening right now with so many people. We know a lot of people are very heavy laden with mental and physical and uh, burdens. Come to me, all you that are heavy I mean, all you that labor are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Boy, what a, what, what a relief many people have found. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now we can go over to my last set of scriptures and and I don't think anybody gets mad uh, you know when you quit a couple of minutes early you know when uh, uh, I've had more people say oh wow it's over with you know uh, so I've never had anybody complain well you didn't go very long you know I wasted my time sitting here and and uh, I think the older I get the more sympathetic I am with the audience. Uh, uh, you know, I, I used to, for years, sit close to the back because, uh, you know, lower back problems. And after, you know, 45 minutes or so, you know, I've got to get up and stand up. Well, I've not, and it's more so now if I've aged, you know, I've, I, I, I don't, you know, that's the reason I don't sit down in front most of the time because I don't want to be distracting. But a lot of our young men, are, and, and our speakers will tell that, you know, a lot of our younger men are getting up for a few minutes, you know. They don't stay too long, but, you know, they, you, you see them squirming around, you know, and they'll they'll get up and they'll stand back there and hold the wall up there a little bit, and and uh, then then they come back and sit down. So uh, no no one's going to complain if we if we don't go an uh, hour and a half as scheduled. No. Anyway, where was I? Uh, now I've got to look and see what I did on the board up here. I I, I said Luke twenty one. Sometimes I put little markers in in there to make me find it a little easier, and and uh, sometimes I lose the markers too. That you know, I, I think so much of the electronic media nowadays has made a lot of us lazy. Made me, uh, you know, I don't uh, I do so much on the computer, you know, and I don't even have to thumb through pages and all that to get to it, and and it's kind of nice, but uh, it it kind of takes away from your uh, memory also, Luke. 21 and verse 25. Are you through yet? You've had enough time to read the whole thing. If I'd have told you the whole range of scriptures, you would be through now. Uh, Luke 21, verse 25, and start here. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and the moon, or stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth, and this is future yet, 
for the powers of the heavens shall shake, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, and here's the thing that I'm wanting to say, and I'm not dwelling a lot on the negative today, but if I were, and, and we'd kind of smooth things over a little bit by kind of reading this, then when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. So anytime we think all hell's breaking loose, I mean, you know, times are really getting bad, you know, when it's really bad, uh, just realize, you know, these are prophesied in the Bible and that means it's that much closer. And he spoke unto them a parable. Behold, a fig tree, no, the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, you see, or when they, oh, when they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now at hand. So likewise, when you shall see these things come to pass, know you that the kingdom of God is at hand. So the closer and the worse things get, the more we realize that the kingdom of God is getting closer and it will happen. Um, verse 32. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away until all be fulfilled. And that's a subject too. I, I, I hope somebody covers one of these days. If they don't, I may about this generation and everything. A little speculation on it. But anyway, but this generation shall not pass. Uh, and I added a couple more verses here in conclusion. Um, verse 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts, and that pertains to me also, your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this world, uh, I'm sorry, cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch you therefore, and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man, before the Son of God. Be alert, be ready, because our reward is great, and we, we do have a fabulous opportunity, but we must be vigilant, and our God is on our side. 